Good afternoon, universal goodness and experience created for my enjoyment. Simulated or not, I do enjoy getting out in the day and engaging with this universe. Especially when there's a little bit of sunshine patch on the floor for you, freebie. Um, looks like I'm recording my voice without my headset since I'm holding it in my left hand. So let's plug in. I don't know if that's any better. That'll actually be an interesting test. But um, I hadn't really uh, <laughs> consciously understood that I had gotten to the 20th episode so quickly because I rattled off so many yesterday. And so as I sit here at, what is it, 1, no, it's 2, 2.07 p.m. on the 10th of January, um, having mostly cleaned my kitchen. I mean, there's still uh, some pots and pans here I got to scrub up and clean. The two sinks still have uh, full dishes, but I've gotten through two loads of dishwasher stuff. I've gotten all the plates and, and glassware clean except one glass. <laughs> I mean, I've got stuff to put away. I've got stuff drying everywhere, but I made a dent and I made a big dent. So by the end of uh, daylight, well, we'll see. I'm not at all done with the job and another thing i'm good at doing is getting into 80 90 96 percent done with something but not finishing it and i know where that one comes from which is the ultimate fear of being judged as unworthy <clears throat> and so long as i'm not quite done then you can't really tell me that i should have done this this and this maybe i'm still going to do that um so you know when you when you don't think you're able to um, trust your own ability to do something, stand by it, and take criticism of something you might have missed. You end up not finishing a lot of shit. So this dishes job, while I feel like I've earned my little break here, I'm on break. I am not clocking out. So that is all we're doing until that's done. Except for recording this, obviously. So all is not appropriately used in that particular sentence. <clears throat> um, since I like precision of language. Uh, and speaking of precision of language, there were uh, a couple of imprecise things said. And one of them, I made it sound like uh, I didn't uh, think I was fully accountable for the five-week ongoing should I get those dishes done today conversation I've been having with myself and made it sound like that was something Lily had done nope I just misspoke there but I'm not in any way ever trying to throw more mud on Lily than she deserves so when I did it accidentally I had to write that one um, I also said that um, uh, that I don't think that I'm wrong very often, or I don't even know what I said, but something stupid like that. And I'm wrong all the time. I am wrong all the time. I am not convinced that everything I'm saying right now is wrong in some sort of capacity. I don't know. When I say this is the first time I'm trying to experience truth, I am trying to find a way to live that doesn't feel false at all. And so, <clears throat> um, I don't, uh, expect to be wrong about things that I think my intuition is pushing me toward right now. I've never actually felt so confident that my intuition was pushing me towards something I need to do and will be right for me to be doing. And the reference that I used there was that I didn't think 
I would get to the end of this year not having shown progress in both my fundamental engagement with the universe life and my spiritual life, uh, my personal journey, whatever you want to call that, the, the amount of smile I can go to sleep with and wake up with. Simple as that. And, uh, and I expect to improve both those categories. And if I don't, I said, I'll have to reassess lots of things, including whether or not marijuana is the problem. Because I've ha obviously had that conversation with myself once or twice in life, if not 15 times, but once or twice seriously, including quitting twice. So uh, I'm not going to get into that because that's not what the 20th episode is about. This is about checking back on the last 10 or last nine. So the pot discussion is one that I've settled personally, but I am, I've earned my position and, uh, and have considered all other stances from, uh, from minimal, uh, to maximal, to cold Turkey, to, um, alternatives to, um, complete lifestyle integration, whatever. It doesn't matter anymore because I've spent too much time worrying about what other people think about that drug. I know what I think about it. I know how it works for me. I can share those experiences with you, but I can't promise you the same. And that's it. So on to the next one. And, and I have never dealt drugs. <laughs> and not, I didn't even mean to really say it with such contempt, but I do feel like there is a line you cross when you push other people to use drugs that maybe they don't know what they're getting into especially if it's an addictive property. So I, <clears throat> I am in no position to want to deal drugs, have never ever considered doing it, and have never really even thought that um, that, that is a position on which I'm taking a stance. Uh, but it is a position that I don't believe personally would have made me um, proud. And it, it would have challenged some of the beliefs I have, which is that, um, that I, I really don't know that marijuana is not terrible for everybody except me. That could be. So why on earth would I go pushing something that I don't know will be a benefit to you? Uh, you know, daily walks are a benefit to everybody. I don't give a shit who you are. Go out and walk a mile every day. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It'll become something that you treasure. It'll happen for everybody. So that's what I do recommend, <laughs> but there's not much I recommend because I haven't got a lot figured out. Um, okay. The, uh, I spoke about the Kroger episode and I wasn't clear on the timeline. So when I got the medical leave, that just means that they had basically assessed that when I admitted that I didn't remember the event and what happened is actually I, I had yelled at the manager that I quit, that I was done. <clears throat> and uh, and walked off the property, never uh, never to be seen again, supposedly, until I just showed up the next day for work and clocked in and started working like nothing had happened because I don't recall the event. In fact, that's one of the reasons I got to see the videotape of the parking lot where it happened is because I insisted that I didn't believe their version of events because I didn't have any memory of it. And I thought sooner or later that memory would, would occur and it never did, and it still hasn't. But I have seen the video, so I gotta say, it's weird to have seen yourself act, and I've had a few blackout episodes. This is as close to describing it as anything. 
But to see yourself do something significant, I quit my fucking job and walked off <laughs> and not to have a single memory of it. And then, so for six weeks, I'm basically asked to stay away from work at, uh, on this medical consultation for what is uh, a mental evaluation. And, but they can only keep me off the job for six weeks because I've got this halftime pay that I'm getting. I have to now come back to work, but my full evaluation isn't over. It's taking another, it ended up taking another four and a half months, but well, no, it didn't. It ended up taking another four-ish months before they got the evaluation that I was medically cleared to work uh, in, how did this, no, because I signed that paperwork after I have walked off the second time. I'm not, I'm going to have to revisit the timing here. I hadn't planned on, it. this is one part of my life that's very recent, but still disorganized. And by very recent, I mean it happened, I don't know, 20 months ago. But essentially, I did it again. I did it in the middle of a shift. They transferred me over to the produce department. I started working on putting some salads on the wall. I just looked at the wall full of like all this rotting lettuce. And, I t and, and just as I turned to the left, the uh, human resources woman was walking past. And I just, I, I took off my, oh, and all that masking stuff had just started. Well, it hadn't just started, but that had started while I was on medical leave. So when I came back, I had to deal with all that. And honestly, breathing into the mask, I hate it now. But the first four weeks of it was driving me crazy. So when I saw the hiring or the HR woman walking past, I turned, I, I you know, trotted after her. I looked at her and I said, <laughs> funny thing is, I always called her the wrong name. I even called her the wrong name at this point. I said, Jen, and her name was Christy. I said, Jen, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I quit. And I walked out the door. And, uh, and then I went back the next day to sign some paperwork saying that I knew I was not going to be allowed to work there again for six months, at which point I could reapply. And that's when I decided to try to, uh, I don't know, sell some stuff to live until I could reapply there. I, and it wasn't that I knew I was going to reapply there. I'm not even sure what I thought at that point because I, I never really in my head, I, I, I think if I was being truly honest, I never really in my head thought I was ever going back to Kroger. And then when I did try to go back, not six months later, but 18 months later, they told me no. And that's how I ended up where I am. And <clears throat> so there's the long and short of the part of that story I didn't tell. And I'll get the timing down when I think back about what happened, but um, I can remember three specific events. I just need to get them in the right order before I tell you how it all went down. And I, if I never remember what happened in that parking lot, it's always going to freak me out to have seen something I did that I have no recollection of. Blacking out is terrible because people tell you a bunch of shit you did that you don't have any recollection of. But this time I saw it on video. And that was bizarre. Um, okay, I said at one point my mom gave me her life. And uh, I'll explain that one later. And I did mean that comment. And uh, I just haven't gotten to the point to explain that far back. And <clears throat> I come off <clears throat> in too many instances as, as uh, sounding uh, full of myself, superior to the crowd, better than everyone. And I know I do. And I even say at one point that I think I'm smarter than most. And I, 
I have to say, uh, like some people who are six foot eight think they're taller than most, by how we judge what we consider to be intelligence, I've always scored highly and I've been assessed. And um, so, uh, you know, is it too boastful to say that you think you're smart if you also think you're clumsy and socially inept? I don't believe that being smart without being driven or, or honorable or um, considerate or some other things, uh, it leads to very good outcomes. Smart isn't great. Um, smart lets you, for one, think you've got something that you can hold over everybody else. You can outthink them. And in most cases, you can't. And in the few cases that that reinforces your um, position, uh, wh what'd you do? What, you dicked somebody over? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I never really came up with all these smart schemes of how I could elevate everybody in the room that nobody else was noticing that maybe, you know, uh, have these moments of Hosanna, Hazanna. Mm -mm. Nope. <clears throat> so, in many ways, one of the things that I kind of wish hadn't happened is that I kept getting told when I was young how smart I was. Because you start to believe it, right? And um, and I don't, I don't know that it's in any way, shape, or form relevant. If somebody had just said, hey, you know what you are? You're good at problem solving. Well, then I'm good at problem solving instead of being smart. Because smart's like being uh, beautiful. You don't really get to work on your smartness. You know, you're born with it. You don't really get to decide how hot you're going to be when you're 18, when you're 13. You grow into it. I don't know. But I'm, I'm not smart. I'm fucking stupid in so many ways. <laughs> but I'm a pretty good problem solver. As a matter of fact, what I am more skilled at is gamesmanship, tactics, those kinds of playing you in Texas Hold'em, heads up. Um, and even then, I know there are people way better than me. But that's, that's the skill I truly think I have. I don't have a great memory. <laughs> I mean, just ask Lawrence Krasden. And I don't have a great um, sense of, of, uh, of uh, reading comprehension. I can spend 10 minutes reading while daydreaming, <laughs> surprise, uh, thoughts that lead me out to go back 10 pages and reread them all over again. And even then, I can't pay enough attention to get it this time. Unreread it all over again. So there are so many ways that I'm stupid that um, I just, I, I don't like the categorization of smart. And I certainly don't like the quantification elements that are inherent in things like IQ tests or um, whatever other. Uh, this is how we determine what level of brainiac you are, eugenics and all other jokes inherently implied. Okay. I, uh, if, if I have a gift for anything, I want to share it. And if you have a gift for anything, I hope you're sharing it too.
because I, I didn't choose what I've got. <laughs> I didn't choose my limitations any more than I chose the things that would be considered advantageous. So none of it do I take credit for. All I can do is maximize that which is, is uh, communally um, uh, contributory, contributory, that gives to the community and minimize that which uh, takes away. Like my um, feeling of always having been slighted when I'm not 100% noticed for everything that I do in a room full of people that need uh, to be uh, um, overseen. You know what? You got 75 people to oversee and you can't watch me 100% of the time. You know, the community does not need that. So, you know, there's, there's a little place I can work on myself. Um, and so I hate to say that I wrote down the words, I do not think I'm superior because I know there are times I do. And I need never think that. So when I do, I need to be slapped across the face with a cold piece of ham. And, okay, and that covers being wrong all the time. And I'll tell you another thing I said that was rude is uh, I referred to Zeth as a joker. And I was referring to the cog of being the guy in the system getting overlooked, treated by whatever whimsical uh, uh, current wind is blowing in the, in the day and having to just manage your reactions and associations accordingly. So it, uh, it literally being the joker in the deck. And, and yet it sounded like I was calling Zeth a joker. And Zeth, <laughs> Zeth is totally not a joker. Um, but he's a, like I said, he's a nice guy. He's definitely um, been, um, he's been given uh, enough uh, discontent in his transition real discontent, like having to rearrange babysitters at the last minute discontent, um, that the job promised him wouldn't be there. So, you know what? I, I mean, if anybody, Zeth probably has more reason to lash out than me. It's just, it's, oh man. And again, here I am about to team up with Zeth on team. Everybody's getting fucked when they get hired around here, which may or may not be true. I don't have any idea. But once you start to see these patterns occurring, not just with you, but the new hire that is also there, who also happens to be in your department. So is it just my department? Maybe. But, you know, and then you hear these people calling in sick for reasons that you know are bullshit because you were the guy that used to make that call. I just, where is anybody in America working and happy with management? Where? Where is that? I like the people I work with. I like the people that come to the counter. I don't mind the work I do. But the management is asinine. And I can say that about almost everywhere I've ever worked. <clears throat> okay. I also made the mistake of saying that I was trying to get uh, three days uh, off or something. I, and the, I'll be working five days a week until I am in a financial situation that I've paid back reparations to people who I owe money, period. That is something I owe the world. Until then, any other instinct is just me being a little bitch. Uh, I talk about living in my parents' basement. There is a property in the possession of both my sister and my parents' conglomerate of ownership that is technically, I think, my sister and brother-in-law's house. 
but they moved into one of my parents' house. My parents moved into a different house. <sighs> this does not make us the McCain's. Um, my, my, there is an extra house because my parents invested in properties when they were retiring. Um, I don't even know. Listen, this isn't even important. The point is the extra house is where John lives. And wh where is that? In this uh, terrific neighborhood that is a mile from each of their houses. So I'm close enough, but far enough to not, uh, that if I combust, the smoke signals will be uh, visible, but I won't blow up uh, the vicinity uh, that either of them are in. So I, I'm well aware that I have been put in this playpen of, of, of buffered support. And when I say I live in my parents' basement, uh, I haven't uh, been giving them what would be fair rent for years. And I don't even remember the last time I paid fair rent. I'm sure it was when I had a roommate. So that is now over a decade ago, which is one of the reasons that getting back in financial situation that is, um, that is respectable uh, includes so much rep reparations toward them uh, and why I will not be uh, reducing my hours <laughs> ever. Uh, there is too much, uh, uh, there is too much, uh, encumbrance not, uh, met, uh, that needs to be taken care of before I start to have such thoughts. And I, I'm almost embarrassed that I did have those thoughts, which is what comes down to how I take so much time off. It's not how it's how selfish can I act that I took all that time off when everything in the world, um, was available to be different. I'm not really sure, but I know that I had to change everything about who I was and, and was in some ways being forced to change those things. Not everything that I've done here has been an intentional walk down a path of uh, my own design into a place of my own expectation that I have now become something else. I have fallen into this more than anything else. And in so doing, I think retrospectively, retrospectively, when I, when I review the last, let's say, let's say the last 10 years, which is almost exactly fair. Lots of things changed and many of them I was in on, but a few of the major ones I wasn't. And that's part of why I need a year to explain everything because I'm not getting into that now, but I have a feeling that the time off was, uh, you don't spontaneously quit your job, then black it out entirely without something in your universe snapping and something in my universe snapped and whether the universe snapped back and gave me a better version of myself or I snapped into another universe where I'm just, in a better situation to know who I am. That's almost how it feels. Um, I say that there are two things that I know I've, I've got to do. And these are the things that I, again, I'm getting the woo woo signals and all that other shit, but internally, no, this is the right thing. Step measure, whatever to proceed with. But there's a third, and that's, of course, I in no way, shape, or form intend to not care for my parents um, as they need it, and they don't need it yet. A couple of 80-year-old gangbusters, but um, 
when they do, um, I will be there for them because they were there for me. And there's no way in the world that uh, I will let them be anything but love the rest of their lives. So I look forward to that, in fact. And I'm going over there for dinner tonight. Have to watch my dad be pessimistic about some football situation, but whatever. I still like the guy. And then there's a fourth thing on the list that is only on the list as a an opportunity to expand what I know is my current consciousness growth. And that is I really desperately need to go see some of the ancient sites. Um, and in so doing, I really need to see Angkor Wat. I need to see Petra. I need to see Giza. And I need to see Machu Picchu. And I probably need to get over to uh, Bolivia and see uh, Pumapunku or uh, Oyat. Oya Teatambo, I, I can never say that one, but there's a lot of mistaken history in our record, and I want to go physically see some of the places we're most mistaken about. And <clears throat> so those will help. And, uh, you know, there's some here in America. There's some trekking to do here. And I look forward to all of that because traveling the world is some of the best time I've ever spent in my whole life. Okay. Uh, I think that's my whole, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just I describe myself as having been manipulative, uh, deviant, uh, whatever. Uh, the the things that I was were uncomfortable with what was inside of me, and so what I did to try to um, find. Uh, some sort of uh, way to proceed was I would try on other people's, I don't want to say other people's tact, or I mean traits, but if I saw somebody acting in a, say, um, unusually confident way because of their um, scope in, um, in pop music knowledge, I might brush up on pop music thinking, well, that's an advantageous well to be able to pull from even if I wasn't interested in it. And, and that's not a very good example. I'll get way better at explaining this, but <laughs> do you remember that point in time when all the NFL guys, this must have had to do with jersey sales and money or something, but <laughs> there were a bunch of them that were changing their names to, I mean, Ocho Cinco is the best example, but there was a bunch of that going on. And it probably meant that they could sell another jersey and they got you know 30 bucks for every jersey sold or something. Who knows? And I, God, I hope that is the story because if it is, that is such a move I would have made is to just Ocho Cinco my way into another $1.3 million just because it was there to be had. Even What do I care? Call me whatever you want. A name's a name. I didn't even choose it. And that's how my identity was essentially across everything. And, and I've always even wondered, like, you know how people get to Hollywood and... I'm not saying that his name is uh, uh, Jan Nicholson uh, Deppison, but Johnny Depp feels like the kind of name that's been shortened into, you know, something that used to be something, you know, Depperstein or whatever. Um, and I always wondered, well, if you're going to pick a name to be, <laughs> like, especially if you're in Hollywood, why not just pick something simple? Like, you know, first name Ty, T-Y, last name Gur, G-R, Tiger. 
You know, where's that dude? And it, I mean, and not only that, but can you imagine the marketing potential if you actually won the Academy Award? You could like jump up with your fist pointed into the air and go like, yeah, that's great. Kellogg's would be like signing checks over to you. And <laughs> yet, <laughs> again, I mean, other than as, um, you know, uh, some sort of performance comedy art, um, all of that is such nonsense. Seriously, like best actor in what? In a movie about what? You know, what'd you do? And here you are, you know, somehow we're supposed to idolize you as some level of, I don't know, of society's best citizens. I, as someone who acted my way all through life until now, actors are full of doubt, full of uncertainty something happened that made them feel like the universe is overlooking their talents so they gotta go pretend to be something else and those who are the best at it i guarantee you are the most fucked up in that regard and why can't any of them cry over this shit but even then i i don't have anything but sympathy for that that's one thing i could easily have been because <laughs> That's basically all I was doing. And I wouldn't have been any good at it. I didn't have the... I didn't have the composure to stand up against all the vulnerability that's exposed as you try to present yourself completely in a different way. I had a lot of practice at it. But I knew when push came to shove, all I was doing was basically trying to keep all those balls I kept juggling in the air as long as I could. And once they all hit the floor, turn around and say, where all these balls come from? What does anybody know about all these balls on the floor? And, um, you know, that doesn't exactly lead you to think. And the Oscar goes to Tiger. Well, it kind of leads you to think that, but it just, it was, you know, it's never anything that I knew if I had to do in a serious moment of like production that I could produce on the fly. Yeah, put me in a spot where I'm actually in the character's <laughs> current predicament. I might be able to act my way out the way the script has it written. But, you know, ask me to call on that in some, you know, countenance of, of false assembly. Mm, I don't know. That's not me. I'm doing enough acting as it is. And when you start to realize how much your life has come down to just acting, that's when you realize you're not anybody. You're just roles being filled for the people around you. So that's what I mean when I say that I was deceitful, dishonorable, couldn't stand up for myself, didn't believe in myself, filled with self-hate, self-loathing, whatever. I just didn't want to disappoint anybody. And in the end, all I did was disappoint myself.